This generation has been causing us to tear out our hair. But I am a millennial. Every fucking time one of them does the slightest little thing, they fucking celebrate as if they fucking accomplished something huge. I'm a millennial. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a millennial. So I want everything to evolve around me. Self-interested. Unfocused. Lazy. Millennial. The most educated generation we've ever had. Millennials put a lot of value in development. Leaders are asking, what do you want? Because we talked about the the thing before oh. that we had to like say something funny before each episode. Okay, yeah, we need a joke now. Do you have any good ones? You know me; I never have good jokes. <laughs> me and good jokes don't go together. It's you have like, a lot of jokes. I have a lot of jokes, but no good ones. None of them are good, unfortunately. I've really tried, but it's like <laughs> that would be the if there's something called cringe fest. Yeah, I would headline there. Hello and welcome to Millennials at Work. Yet another episode. How how great is that? Yeah. This one is about subject that uh, when we for the first time sat down and kind of talked about things that we do want to talk about. This one was one that really, really got us angry, I think, or really got us um, talking and spitting out things that maybe we shouldn't say, but we will now because... Again, we have this platform, so we have to use it. Exactly. exactly. Because we're talking about internship. It, it even like requires some dramatic music yeah. in the background. Can you put that in in post? I will put it in post. Great. Now. Internships. It's hard to know how millennial is that, I guess. Because um, in one way or another, internship as a thing has always been around, um, I assume. In some industries, I guess, yeah. There's always been some kind of like professional placement time that you need to work without money to get anywhere and all of that stuff. That's been around. But I think nowadays it's so much more common uh, and so much more needed and expected from you as a millennial that you have done like 10 internships. (laughs) But we have a bit of a different take on internships are different i think we have a very um scandinavian and uh, even though that you're from the baltic uh, you've been in sweden for many years i think we have a um, a spoiled view on internship yeah even when you say that internships is something that has existed for so many years i think that 10 or 15 years ago Mm. if you were an intern somewhere you had to do all the crap stuff Yeah, I think if you were an intern 10, 15 years ago and you heard this podcast, you'd be like, where the hell do these people live? What is that place? I need to get there maybe. But those people, they sound stupid and spoiled. Well, what to do? There's a surge of interns now and there's there's so many of us doing that in the industry now that it feels like also as good as it can be. There's so much bad stories out there. Mm which probably gets us quite worked up, or at least has uh, gotten me. Why not talk about it? That's what we're going to do today. Oh, yes. Should we check in? Let's check in. Yep. Have you prepared a question? I have prepared a question. I think that for today, we're going to go off topic, Mm. share a bit of... Never do that. (laughs) (laughs) That's the theme. I want you to check in with uh, what's on your mind lately. What's on my mind? As we record, we still, uh, we still, I still don't, uh, I haven't locked a job. So I think a lot 
what is um, still on my mind is the selling myself trying to get meetings with people and 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 figuring out who I want to meet as well and where and all of that stuff and it's been pretty good and on the other hand the big swedish holidays are coming up so i'm kind of running a bit out of time to lock anything uh, before holidays so it's like on the on the verge of stress but not really there yet so in general it's it's been good with that but it it occupies a big part of my my daily brain Have you come to the point where you're like, when you wake up in the morning and you just, oh, I need to get a job now, otherwise I will go crazy? Not yet, no. I actually quite enjoy waking up in the morning and being like, now I will write my to-do list and then I will go to gym and then I will eat and then I will, and then I stress out about like at two o'clock. Okay. So it happens later. Good. Yeah, yeah it's fine, but it still happens. So If it happens... After 12, then it's fine. Yeah, 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 exactly. Depending on when you wake up, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yep. How about you, Rasmus? Um, right now, I am thinking more of how I can up my social game. Social meaning social media or social... Uh, wait, you were telling us a few weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, not social media. Uh, actually, the opposite. Social relations. Uh, how I can focus a bit more on hanging out with the people that I really enjoy hanging out with and how I can make sure that I plan and schedule these social relationships. I think that I'm a bit bad at being social, to be honest, or like act- taking the step. Yeah, actively yeah. actively say, "Hey, let's let's do something. Let's yeah. have dinner or go for a walk or whatever." How does that go together with your whole um, I don't have a FOMO of anything? thing and uh, I think a lot of times being social means going out and meeting friends at a bar or out in a place exactly (laughs) but that's what I think that's what I want to reinvent and say it can also just be like come over for dinner or let's watch a movie or let's take a walk or let's Mm. go to a concert and so get a bit away from from the partying but still making sure that I have a lot of these social interactions and the deep conversations. Yeah. I think it's nice because it feels like here it's a lot about everything needs to be pre-planned. You need to like know what you'll be. Will it be coffee or a beer that we're going for? Mm. Because it cannot be like, no. I, I have to know. No. Okay, yeah. I, Maybe I, some are. I would respond differently depending on what it is that we're going to do. You can't just invite me to hang out. I need to know what we're going to do. No, but maybe you should, na- now you should be like open yeah, okay. to... Open interpretations, you know? Stretch zone right there. Zone. Panic zone. <laughs> Straight down in panic. But that's great. You're panicking and I'm almost panicking. That's good. good. That's that was a, a great good check-in. <laughs> check-in. Let's get to internships. So. First, actually, I want to ask you, what do you think about when you think about internship? What does it mean to you? Yeah, internship is something what, in my case, I've seen mostly happening around me. Not something that I've been very much involved in as an intern because even if I've had times that I've been called one or that on the paper I'm doing internship it kind of wasn't the whole traditional way that internships are supposed to be I guess I need to explain this yeah you do <laughs> yes when when you just mention internship like that I'm thinking of someone who's studying and then having like a half a year or I don't know three months at a company and when it comes to me I've never really felt as an intern, probably because I've never interned in the place where there's a 
proper system of how you treat interns and what they do. And so when I moved to Sweden, which was um, like about four years ago, that's how I got my actually foot in not only in the industry and in the job world, but also in this country was uh, because I applied as an intern uh, for for working at this film studio for an event. And uh, after two or three months, they hired me and that's super good for me. But it felt like they didn't really hire me because they needed they needed an intern because I didn't want to pay anyone, you know. <laughs> but I was doing everything and there wasn't any system. I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have like, there was nothing like that. We were just two people doing this event together. And then like in a few months they were like, okay, well, we see that we actually need you and can you work for money now um, and stay a bit longer. And that was in a comparison, it's pretty bad because I was treated well, but I got to learn everything myself and do a lot of like, hard work but on the other hand I had a chance to show myself and then I got a job and the other time when I did that was um, was when I quit the job at that same company uh, like uh, one and a half years uh, later and I figured out I want to change the industries um, and try out how it is in the advertising and digital world and all that stuff and um, as a person without a job and without an experience and without really the language as well <laughs> a great combo great I, hire. I suggest trying to find a job like that for everyone I understood that one thing that I knew about myself is that I will prove that I'm good to kind of anyone. Oof, now I sound like I'm really bragging. Oh, Do it. a bit of a Yantadog in here. Kicked in. Okay. Go for it. Own it. Okay, I will own this. Uh, I felt that I knew that I can impress people with what I do. I felt that I, okay, I don't have the language. I don't have experience, but I will, I will show them. So what I do need to do is just lock an internship, be with someone for a few months and then show them. And that's what I did. So I went to this, uh, I went to this digital agency. I had an interview with them in Swedish, not knowing Swedish. <laughs> that was amazing. I was also super high on codeine because I had a tooth. Uh, codeine, not. Codeine, yeah. Because uh, I had um, a toothache. So I, the only thing what I said the whole interview was absolute, which means absolutely. So I was really agreeable, and I guess that was partially the why perfect they, intern. The perfect intern agrees to everything. Doesn't really know her stuff. <laughs> it's amazing. So, uh, so basically, I wasn't in both of those uh, both of those internships. I didn't have. I didn't come from an education. I didn't have. Um, that wasn't part of it. That was just me being without a job and trying to fit in somewhere and show that I I can do this without money. So I can do more with. It was good <laughs> at the end of the day. Uh, and on the other hand, I think I feel like personally, because those both internships were very short, I feel like I have much more thoughts about internship from other, from hearing from other people about their experiences than mine. If I were to answer my own question, I think that an internship for me is a set or fixed time where you need to learn something. You're not good enough to get a real job. Mm but you are willing to say, fine, if you give me the opportunity to learn and be a part of your company and organization, then I'll do that for free in exchange of learning something. It just really amazes me how sometimes it's so clearly just using a person and not paying just because you as a company, you know that you have such a name that that person will do anything for it. And that really disgusts me. Yeah. I don't know. I just, it really gives me creeps. 
I mean, in, in, in Denmark and in Scandinavia, we get money to study. We get money for taking an education. And when an internship is a part of that education, I think it makes sense that the internship is not paid because mm. you already get paid by the government. Yeah. But when it's not, I think it's nice when companies say, you're going to spend a lot of time here, a lot of energy. You're here to learn, but of course you still need to live. Mm. So here's a symbolic amount of money. Mm. I think that's nice. Yeah. Actually, my uh, the second fake internship did that because I was working with them during the days and then in a restaurant during the nights because, yeah, my boss, he came to the restaurant one night and just told me that they will give me an amount of money, which I thought was actually a really fair amount. And that was so awesome. You feel very appreciated. But that was also, I wasn't, I wasn't part of an internship. It's kind of common sense. But now we're getting into money. Let's not get that much into money, I think. No, no because this is not about money. This is about a system that is broken. And millennials. And millennials. <laughs> and their needs yeah. and expectations. And how to manage them and how to give an internship to them and how to give a good one. Exactly. No, because we're going to talk a bit about how to get an internship, mm. what to think about when getting an internship, but um, also because that's so related to the organizations, how they should handle interns. We've seen so many people in our workplaces around us, our classmates, so on, who are having internships, we're good to give some tips. We definitely have opinions about it. Oh, yeah. We also have good friends who have answered some questions in That's this episode. Because we're introducing something new. We're actually talking to other people, yes. other millennials as well. So you will hear from uh, four people, I think. The Depending on how many make it in the post-production. Exactly. We never know. It's very rough there. We have a rough Latvian producer who just... <laughs> She's the worst. Kills. She's like, this is not funny. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, is this the podcast? It is not funny. <laughs> <laughs> is that how it sounds? No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can share one, um, my internship experience. It was when I did my bachelor's studies in Copenhagen mm -hmm. and I did an internship at a advertising agency. And when looking back at it, the people there, I really enjoyed. I really liked them. They were great people. They were super talented. But the whole structure and the whole handling of interns was just horrible. Uh, How was that? Yeah, but there was no plan. We were three people from the same education. We had sort of the same toolbox, which meant that you had three people with the same competences. And that's there's, of course, not, a lot, not enough job to give to these uh, three people. So we, we simply ended up forming a intern group. And then we were like a joker. So... For instance, if we there was a pitch or we needed to come up with something for a new business, they were just like, hey, here's something, see what you can do with it, yeah. and then come back in a few days. And then we just sat there in a room trying to come up with the new great, great advertising campaign. And that was just, didn't work at all. And when we didn't have that, then we just sit, sat there and like ask for something to do, didn't really have anything to do. What's there to do then? YouTube clips and TED Talks. Mm. Yeah. But there's also a limit to how many TED Talks you can see. <laughs> yeah, there's only that much TED Talks that you can take within a day. Really? Yeah. So that was, that was a really, really bad experience. I think we didn't really manage to talk about the expectations beforehand. And I came from my education with a lot of energy and a lot of 
will and drive to like show these people I'm great at what I do. I can really make a difference. Mm. Uh, you just have to let me. And I didn't really feel like I got the chance to show off. Sounds like it's a the, the typical advertising agency. Don't want to generalize here, but it's such a classic story when you like just put in a room with other interns to ideate and yeah. brainstorm world class uh, concept ideas, or not even concept ideas. You usually get like just create plenty, and then we'll choose, and you never get any kind of a lead or help with how to do that. I see why they're doing that, but. Oh, so chills. stop doing that. Stop doing that, advertising yeah. people. So that was my not so good experience. Okay. Unfortunately, I got some great friends. I feel like I did what I could in order to like ask for more work and get involved in more things, but they just didn't have the time or the things that, that we could do. It's their loss. Definitely their loss. So what's the elephant in the room? The elephant in the room is why companies don't take internships more seriously. Why they don't see it as a period where you can train someone for free mm. for everything from three to seven months where you can develop this person. You can figure out if we need to hire this person, what does this person need to learn? And then we can actually set something in motion for, for them to learn that. It's very risk-free. I don't see companies really take advantage of that. The stories that I hear is the same as you, where people come in and then... They just sit there and... Yeah, because then, then the question is, why do you even do the internship? Why do you have such a thing as interns? Is it worth ruining your brand later because those people are going out and saying sh shitty things about you? It's like you can get this loyal, super loyal employee from the start who doesn't want to go anywhere else because it's the easiest way to go from internship to the job. And I understand and most people do still, but it's it could be so much more action-based and proactive. Yeah, I guess that's the word, proactive. If you start from the beginning, from your internship beginning with that, from both sides, internship from both sides, and intern, definitely. Yeah. Um, that would be so much smoother, right? I totally agree. And I, and I think it's important what you say with, if you bring in interns and they have a bad experience, it will harm your brand. It will harm your employee branding because they will definitely talk. When people have bad experiences, they mm -hmm. talk. That's why Facebook still is such a... a <laughs> A big thing. I know you're not really mu that much on, on it, Eddie, but it's still a big Depends thing on a day. for people with bad experiences. It's like straight to Facebook, <laughs> like, fuck that place. And there's many more places right now for that as well. Definitely. I mean, where you say good and bad things about. And yeah, that, that won't really go away, especially now when it feels like so many companies have seen that they need to kind of rebrand themselves as uh, employers and uh, the whole thing about employer branding is in, in general booming, then remembering that internships is a huge part of that is really, really important. Should we listen to some of our, uh, some of our millennials? I think we should. How we have like structured today's tip part is in three bigger subjects. First, one of them would be... How to get a good internship. Exactly. So how to actually end up in a place that is uh, good for you, how to, I guess, choose an, uh, an internship place, all of those things. Two of our friends talked a lot about how important is that to not be super picky. And it feels like it's kind of contradictory and uh, come on, you have to be picky, but still not. And, and how does that work? So let's listen to Annika and Philip. I would say that you're not picky with what kind of tasks it, it uh, can be. It could be very high level or very low level, like both 
I don't know, getting coffee or uh, picking things up, but also be part of more important meetings and setting strategies and stuff like that. So if I was going to be in an interview, I will like sell myself uh, as that kind of person that can do like anything. Um, just because you come from a great education, it doesn't mean that you can only get like the hard stuff from the beginning it's will be varied and I think that's just a good experience I think what Annika is saying here is super good about the the fact that you need to still sell yourself as a person who's able and willing to do kind of everything a lot of times I think we hear that it's uh, important to have your core and that's all good but still kind of appear as a person who is ready to also to bring coffee and also to... I, th- I think I disagree to some extent. Mm. I think that you need to align your own expectations on what it is that you want out of this internship. Do you just want to get a foot in the door? Then it's like, say, then then I think it's great to say, okay, I'm also, I'm willing and ready to also bring coffee and these kind of things. Mm. But if you're there to learn a specific thing, I think it's important to say, I'm not here to bring you coffee. I'm here to, I have this five-year experience or five-year education. I'm here to do something more than that. And if you can only offer me an internship where I have to bring coffee, then I don't want to do it. No, so I think it's important to to think about what do you want out of your internship? Are you willing to just get coffee for the sake of getting your foot in there? Or do you feel like I'm here to learn something else? I get that. Should we listen to the to Philip, who had a bit of a talked about having uh, very many options? In the end, you can't really be too selective either. So maybe you have five or six good options. Apply for all of them, and then really try to understand why they should hire you. Mm. Get under their skin. What do they need from you? And try to target that. It is a challenge to get a really good internship. So try to identify what makes you stand out and try to formulate that in a in a sexy way. What I really like about what Philip says here is making sure that you reach out to a lot of internship uh, companies or a lot of companies where you can do internship. Because it is not just because on paper it looks like the right fit and it sounds like the right company. You might realize when you go there that they can't really offer you what you want or you figure out that it's actually not as cool as you thought it was. So uh, really try to make sure that you reach out to a lot of people, I think is is important. I would probably go with more of a deep dive research, but then I would pick companies that I really, really want to put work in to know how to how exactly to approach them and what kind of people are they looking for. And instead of writing to everyone or like to 20 different companies, I wouldn't write only to five, but really put some heavy work into that. And for me, I think that works that works better. Rather getting coffees with people who work there and try to figure out in that sense if they're good if they're a good fit, you know? I think it also relates to what Philip says about standing out and figuring out where you are sexy towards this specific company. Because if you just send out a general this is me to twenty people, then I think you're most likely not gonna Maybe you will get a response, but I think that if you actually target it to a specific company that needs your specific skill within this specific area, then uh, then I think you're much you have a much higher chance to actually get a coffee or get actually the internship. What else is there to get a good internship? 
something I think would be already touched upon a bit was that <laughs> how important is the part of setting clear expectations with the company that you're working with or the mentor or however that constellation is made or the internship looks like. And uh, there was uh, actually Veronica who had the, I wouldn't say a rough story, but she had a, she had maybe not the best internship experience. So she was, uh, so she was telling us a bit about her, about the need of setting clear expectations. A tip I would give is to really like clear out your expectation on how you would like to work. Like, what's a perfect team for you? What's a perfect situation, like work situation? Like, is a lot of individual work fine with you, or do you really want to like have a mentor to work close with? So, like, to to really ask those questions. Like, will I be working in a team? Like, uh, like to just ask like a lot of questions on how it is you're going to be working. Because I didn't do that. I was just like, yes, 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 yes. Everything sounds great. Yes, hi me like I was a bit too like desperate in that sense like I just really really wanted to have my internship there uh, but I think it would have gone much better if I would have asked those questions and it also shows like engagement from my side that I'm actually like eager to do a good job so I think that's a positive thing I think this is so interesting and also difficult where is that boundary of I'm too desperate to get this or I'm just showing my enthusiasm I think it's so it, it is difficult because you don't want um, either of that side, I guess. No, and I think it's it's so important with these expectations. We talked a bit about it before with setting the right expectations. What are you here to learn? What do you expect from the company? What can they expect from you? How do you like to work? All these kind of things. And if there's one thing that is shown to break hearts, then it's when we break expectations or when we don't live up to the expectations that we have. Yeah. So I think it's really important that you think about what is it that you want out of this uh, internship? What do you need from from the organization to support you and challenge you in that? Mm. I mean, even if it takes longer time to find the right place, I guess it's still better to end up in a place what really lives up to that and where you can live up the expectations what they have on you as well, which is equally important, even if it takes like one more month in the long run, I guess it's a, it's a win. I would agree. I have another tip also. Give it. Use your network. Yes. I think it's so much easier to convince someone to hire you as an intern if they already know you how to how to go about knowing what's your network everyone is your network i don't i don't think that there is a like a limit to how much you can go of course you will know the people that you know and you will also have an idea of if i ask this person for contact information on a specific person would that be okay or not so i think that's of course very subjective and very individual but i think it's a much easier way into the organization if they have someone that knows you already because otherwise then you're a human being otherwise you're just a piece of paper or even worse you're an email you're a digital piece of paper i think that's very hard and one of the things that i've heard a lot is that co-students or friends or whatever they've sent out a million emails and haven't had a response but the second that they actually do a follow-up email then the person receiving the email realizes that there's actually a person behind this email. <laughs> it's not automated. <laughs> I should actually maybe reply to this and mm. be nice because I don't think anyone who receives one of these job application, I don't think that anyone of them wants to be rude or a bad person. So they will reply with, sorry, we don't have time or whatever. But the first email, they will probably have something else to do or they're not really interested or whatever. Mm. So always send these follow-up emails. 
And again, don't do it only to people who are the highest positions. Probably better to start with a person who's more into, I don't know, your level of working or does a similar role which you would like, could be an intern. Could also definitely be an intern. Yeah, absolutely. Know how is an internship Yeah, there. exactly. And, and then going to the CEO. That is such a, like a power just in that of saying that I've done my research and not only Googled you, but also taught with like three people here. Yeah. I want to share one other tip just before we move on. And you can cut this away if you want to in post. Never. I want to tell how I got my first job here at Pond. Ba, ba, ba. Do it. It was actually, I, I did something um, from, I got a tip from another friend. I got the interview through through my network, a person that I worked with before. He um, introduced us and then we had a meeting. And then it was a typical interview. I talked about myself, they talked about them, we talked about the role, blah, 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 blah. But then at the end, I asked them to do an exercise. Um, I applied for the role as the process leader. So doing exercises and doing workshops and all these kind of things was kind of like, it's in there. So it was it made sense. It's also ballsy. It's also fucking ballsy. <laughs> um, so what I asked them to do is a simple exercise where it was the, um, the creative leader and the uh, chief experience officer. And I asked them to name 10 values individually uh, that this company stood for. And they had three minutes to do that. Then they wrote down the 10 values. I asked them to take away five in 30 seconds. They did that. Take away two, also in 30 seconds. And then they had the three most important values for this company left. And then they had to show each other which one they had. And then we have a conversation about, are you aligned? Are you not aligned? What does this actually say about your company? Not only a great way for me to figure out what does this company stand for? What is what is important for them? But it was also a way to show something instead of, instead of just telling them, I do workshops, I do blah, blah, blah. And like, I can juggle, whatever, but, um, but actually do it. And I think that uh, that's extremely powerful, that creating that experience for the people in, in your interview. It's such a good story, especially with those kind of roles where you don't really... Uh, have things to show like that on your portfolio, let's say, right? Because uh, I myself, I work a lot with project management, so I'm struggling with how to actually showcase what I'm doing. And uh, when we're a bit creative, we can actually figure that out quite well, because there's always a way. And this is this is very ballsy, and this is very advanced, of course, what you did in in sense of like just taking that space in an interview setting with three people, but like it kind of increases your chances so much more. I think for me, the most important thing was that I did something different. I stood out. I think that's the important thing. That it's not only like when you go on a date, for instance, just to give an example. When you just talk about the weather, your job, what you, your dogs, whatever, these kind of boring, plain things. Mm. Then you leave the date and then you think, all right, well, that, was that, was not very, that was not very interesting. But if you actually dig deep and if you do something weird or do something interesting or specific or different, just then I think it become memorable. Mm. And then you're like, mm, there was something there. Mm. Our friend uh, Philip actually had something uh, else to say about the appearing different and how that can really work for your benefit. The tendency now is that more and more organizations are trying to reinvent themselves. So no organization wants to be traditional. So if you can help that shift continue, just that's just good. Changing organizations, Eddie. One organization at a time. 
No, but that is a bit how what you talked about, how if you can show in an application or at the interview that you're not only a good candidate because of your, I don't know, education or skills, but that you can bring this company somewhere else, which is kind of like what you did. That's that's quite powerful. Let's get to the second. Was that uh, a compliment? Or? <laughs> <laughs> Let's you're move on to persons. the second tip. The second uh, segment. Se now we have segments. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Before we had three tips. Now we had twenty-three. So now we have thought segments of, of tips. But the but the next segment, as we call them now, is um, all about onboarding. Yes. That's the thing that happens when you start at the place. But I guess like the main thing about it is that and something that we've talked about in our which episode? Yeah, it was leading uh, change. Yeah. Mm, you talked about the onboarding uh, website that you created. Yes. Okay, website is maybe um, it sounds more difficult than it is, but then again, if we look at onboarding, it doesn't need to be as difficult as it sounds. I think that for me the onboarding is just that someone has thought about me coming here uh, and they have a plan for me. I think that's the most important thing. I know that Annika has said something about that. Let's listen to her. The perfect onboarding um, would be like a lot of information, but mainly like that you are included in the team quickly uh, and you don't like feel anxious of going to work and stuff like that. And maybe to have like an orga quite organized schedule of what will happen with you the first two weeks, I would say. One thing that I want to highlight from, from this is the anxious feeling that you step into this workplace, you're an intern, maybe you're straight from school. It's, it's scary. And I mean, if you come there and no one has thought about you, no one really says, this is the people that you're going to work with. This is your role. This is how the coffee machine works. I mean, all of these small things is just going to make you so much more safe. And for me, that's what the onboarding is about, making sure that the people who come in as interns feel safe. Exactly. And I think it, now we're in the territory when uh, people can say about us that we're too spoiled and we are, we want to be like, they can treated do that. like children and yeah, all of those things. We're that doing we, this so for a better world. Between the better world and the better internships, there's an equality sign. Okay. It's, it's kind of how do you create a better workplace? It's all parts of it. And part of it is internship. So I really don't buy the thing about we just need our hands to be held because that's also not really true. It really isn't. For some, yes, but there will always be people in all ages and in all generations whose hands will be needed to be held. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But I also think it, for me, it's not about ha holding hands or like not holding hands, but holding someone's hand. It's acknowledging that it can be a tough experience. So I think that creating that safety is so important for anyone and it doesn't have to be that much. Uh, I had a, in in my internship because it was in Swedish and I was really new to the language and everyone was talking Swedish and I felt so not included and they weren't doing that on purpose. They really just thought that I want them to speak Swedish and I wanted that as well. But I think that that was just way too early. So what happened was that there were days when I just went to the bathroom to cry because I oh, didn't understand. That sucks. And it's, it sucks so bad. Yeah. And then at one point, and this was like, you know, if the internship is three months, this was like one month in. So it's a long time. Yeah, I had to walk and talk with my boss and, and he asked me, how is it going? And, and I just asked, like, can we do this in English? And mm. he's like, but of course, why didn't she say that? And sometimes, if, of course, it's, it's nice that, and they were good people. But on the other hand, sometimes you as a, 
boss as as, as the leader as the mentor whoever you need to step up and be like ask those very basic questions of like about language are you finding yourself fine by the by the coffee machine in the small talk you know all of those things because it's such a weird power play not really but it's such a weird thing to be an intern because you're not really in a company but you are and it can be really confusing and i think that you mentioned already one thing that could make it less confusing or at least help with some of the confusion and that is uh, a mentorship mentorship oh, yes. relationship what mm. do you call it i think mentor mentee mentor let's go on that yeah. that yeah, you have a, a mentor mentor that you have a mentor 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 a mentor a mentor it's that's something what uh, i think everyone talked about how important is that and we can i guess only plus one but let's listen to ellie talking about that i think it was really good here because i had a really good mentor he was really, really helpful and he uh, had like, his really structure. He well planned in the beginning. He was like, oh, there's a Trello board for you. <laughs> it's called Ellie board. <laughs> and this is a task that I can help you with. Like we set goals together and we we had this long document. We talk about it. We had check in, check out every week. Okay. At the end, became a little bit more check out instead of check in. Just once a week, but it's also nice. So I can talk about like what I've been doing this week, what I need for him like next week, and all this stuff. Makes me so happy to hear that. <laughs> no, me but too. really, that someone takes their time and just creates structure for a confused intern. Yeah, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. This is the 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 trust and the safety and the comfort and the structure that we talked about before, that is so important when you are uh, an intern the first couple of uh, weeks or even months, that Mm. it can be tough. And it's really great to have someone where you know that I can always go to that person and this person will answer my stupid questions. Mm. Because obviously, hopefully, there's like more people that you can go to, but there needs to be someone who's like this kind of key <laughs> yeah. a key manager of yours who always will be there to check up on you or just uh, listen and there are so many horrible stories as well I don't know if that's the most horrible but but Veronica shared a bit of her maybe disappointment I was a project manager and I didn't get any tools of how to do things so to like really be helpful in, in the start and not just like okay here you go two projects managing them at the same time like keep track of this and this bye like to be more uh, like involved like especially in the start and setting the expectations but that's not only on the mentor that's like on both sides we went the whole uh, circle there with uh, expectations i think because then again even if you have a mentor what do you talk about first yeah i guess the the plan and expectations how do you communicate together what do you expect from your mentor what does he or she expect from you all of that stuff i agree there's no more more to say about that that's that's it. We're dropping the mic. We're dropping the. <laughs> Are we ready to move into section segment three? Segment three. All about getting that job. Oh yes, that's a really important part of the whole internship thing. I think it's uh, it to actually leave back. It should start there mm. before you get the internship. You should say. I do have plans with possibly hiring me afterwards. I think that um, companies that does have that, I think that they will make more out of educating you and making sure that you know all the things that you know and making sure that they challenge you and then they make sure that they keep an eye on you because they want to hire you afterwards or they might want to hire you afterwards. Annika had something really good to say about this. 
I would look at like, do they actually have a vision of hiring me afterwards? Do they have an interest or is, is this just, I don't know, because some companies don't, which is stupid. So like check if they have a clear um, vision to hire you afterwards or interest and then you yourself express that clearly in the beginning. What Annika is saying is how important it is to set that clear expectation on the job part from the beginning and kind of being very, very honest about it from the start. And that is also something what uh, Ellie was talking about. I, it, I really admire how clear she was on what she wanted out of it. In the beginning, when I had my interview, I was really clear about it. I was like, I really love to have a job. If it's possible, of course, it has to be like both sides. I like this place or not, or they like me. And so it was pretty clear in the beginning. That's my goal. They're also like my boss, sort of. <laughs> and he also said that, like, yeah, I mean, we're going to take intern that we see potential in taking in full time. So that's also one of the reasons why I choose this place, because I need to know you have the view to do that. Good job, Ellie. Crazy. Nice. Such yeah. a, it feels like such a good experience. Good mentor. Good job talk from the beginning. Learn from Ellie. Be like Ellie. Be like Ellie. <laughs> I also want to challenge this actually whole segment. Is it necessarily important that you need to get a job afterwards? I think that the whole point of an internship is for you to learn about uh, how it is in the real life. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to end out with a job. But of course, it is nice to uh, have some kind of goal of your internship to say, I'm here to learn. But the end goal of my learning journey here is to get a job mm. at the same place. It, it creates a full circle of making sure that the internship or the intern learns something and it learns or he or she learns relevant things in regards to the workplace. And it's a free couple of months uh, for, for, the, for the company to have this capacity. So it definitely makes sense until it doesn't. I would say the first thing that needs to happen is that, let's say if I was the employer and you were the intern, I would ask you, so are you here to see how this industry works and, and figure out if this is for you? Or are you clear on that? And are you thinking of like, this is the company where you kind of see yourself in? Because then we're creating two different, like there's two different plans there. One is where we put you in many different teams, just give you learnings and hope that you're a nice person and all of that stuff. And on the other hand, we can create this plan, like an action plan, where it's like, okay, in the next three months, if you can show us that you can learn this, this, and this, then we can have a discussion at the end of it. And that would be such, because I agree, like, it's nice to get a job, but also it's nice to test things. It's nice to feel like you can go somewhere and work there and not necessarily have that pressure about I really need to prove myself here. No, definitely. That's, That's a really good point. That an internship doesn't have to be a road towards or a journey towards getting the job. It can also be an, uh, an experiment. You, you need to uh, level that with the company and say, are you okay with me jumping around and trying different things? Hmm. I want to add one thing, and that's um, the clip where Philip talks about the difference between being in school and then actually getting into the real world, working with real clients, with real colleagues, where money is on stake. Hmm. And I think that the, he says this quite well. It's all so abstract when you're in school. You, cal you, get, you calculate the numbers, you read up cases, you, you do exams and so on. And then you actually get to launch things. You put yourself to test in reality. It's like school is almost some kind of laboratory. And then 
you're outside of the laboratory, you get to really work with real emotions, real people, real challenges. Mm -hmm. It becomes real. I get goosebumps just thinking about it. It's, it's fantastic. I really like this clip. I think it's so true that you can learn so many things from a book or inside a classroom. But at the end of the day, the real learning happens when you're outside in the real world. That's what the whole internship uh, thing is about. And that's, I guess, why we should continue with doing that. Yeah. Hooray for internships. Good internships. Definitely. Should we try to sum up? Yeah, let's sum it up. What's the main takeaway from today? I think my key takeaways is that internships are great. I think that um, it's a great opportunity for you to experience how it is in the real world. With that said, you can also have your heart broken if you don't align the expectations. Um, so really spending a lot of time with the company or your mentor to make that plan and like align on this is what this is why I want an internship here because if the if you don't have that conversation then it's gonna, just going to be a lot of unset things and like a lot of uh, elephants in the room a lot of elephants in the room and a lot of assumptions and like I thought this and blah 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 and it will be that if you don't talk about it I think my takeaway is that it's um, important to think why you're doing the internship and for the company to think why do you take in interns and how do you do that because at the moment where this time where things are changing very rapidly and we expect millennials expect a lot of different things from the organizations where we work and that also goes to internship so if you don't pay your intern what's the value that you you bring to their portfolios or to their experience or the chance to get a job if you do pay them how do you still allow them to have the kind of freedom and the experimenting and 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 learning a lot of different kind of things I agree. So don't take in interns if you don't really care about them, if you don't take it seriously. Yeah, you don't always take in interns. I know that people get really worked up about companies that yeah. don't, but really, if you don't have the system for it, no, and if you feel don't. like this would only... Don't. Yeah. Hmm. I think we like loaded off some uh, yeah, steam. Yeah, me too. That was, that was like saved up for years and years and years. Edit. it's time for the checkout. Uh, we're going to continue with uh, the theme of the check-in. It's going to be completely off topic. What's on my mind now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a great question. No, I want you to check out with um, a recommendation that you want to give to the listeners. Mm. You can pick from whatever shelf that you want. I'm not a food enthusiast. I'm not even like a really good chef or not. I'm not even a good chef. But uh, as you spoke uh, some episodes ago about you being really shitty one, mm. I want to recommend, I, give, I want to give you a recommendation. One thing that is so super easy. Do you like tofu? No, I hate it. Oh, okay, then this one. doesn't taste like okay, anything. No, it's no, a weird, weird texture. No, no, no. Okay, Everything great. is bad is, about this it. This is amazing. This is amazing. Because now you will love it. If you do this, you will like it. So you take, you take the regular tofu that doesn't taste like anything. I agree with that. But but there's the good part is that you you cut it in small pieces and you fry it and then after it has like getting a bit in a golden co color you pour over a mix of uh, honey soy sauce and some garlic and it's really really great I suggest everyone to try it tonight and for you too because there's a lot of protein and uh, but do you eat it over a salad or. How do you eat it? Whatever, Just like rice? snacks or like a spoon <laughs> and some milk? Really and 
What, what kind of what kind of dish cereal. is this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> really what kind good. of dish is this? Mm. Mm. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, for me. It's mostly with rice okay. and uh, salad. In uh, very millennial to uh, give a vegan tip. That's not vegan. It's honey. Yeah. It's vegetarian. Sorry, bees. Are we not allowed to eat honey as vegans? Yeah, I've heard. That doesn't really make sense. No. No, no. Because it doesn't harm them. Yeah, exactly. But that's why it doesn't make sense. But you cannot eat honey. That's true. I think that's I think that's borderline. I agree. But okay, all the vegans out there, if you could write us to mm. Mill at Work uh, on Instagram and tell us what's your take on honey and bees, that would be great. And yes. we'll take uh, take that in the next episode. <laughs> Good. I want to give a very millennial tip as well. Okay. Have you heard about the artist Kanye West? Great guy. Not so great guy. Have a... There's opinions. Opinions on that. What is objective is that he makes good music. And he's just uh, launched some music. His own record, not really my thing. Mm. But he produced Pusha T's record, which is called Daytona. Amazing album. Mm. And then he also did an album with Kid Cudi, which mm-hmm. is called... Or they call themselves Kids See Ghosts. Also bangers, a lot of bangers in in that whole uh, in that whole field. Banger music. That was a, that was a great tip. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'll definitely listen. Good. If you try the tofu, maybe we can have a Kanye West and tofu night. Woo! Listen, Party. Listen to bangers vegan, and <laughs> vegan, vegan unfriendly night. <laughs> okay, thank what you, you can? Thank you so uh, much for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. And um, if you liked. What we said today, and in general, the things that we do, you should uh, go in and subscribe to our podcast. Also, if you don't like, that's also super fun. Yeah, exactly. That's okay. But if you do like, if you from that part of the crowd, then please also do leave us a review because we've reached out to all the family we have. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, our families are only that big, you know, so we cannot really stretch them further. But also, what you can do is follow us on Instagram. Hmm. We're there at mill underscore at work so find find us there and you can get in contact with us there and send send some emojis uh, gifts we're all for that food pictures tofu pictures banger dance moves kanye please send pictures of kanye yeah that's it that's it all right eddie talk to you next week yeah we will bye bye (laughs) i'm a millennial I'm a millennial